So I'm pleased to say that joining us, uh, joining us now on the show is uh, Kevin Cooper. Good evening, Kevin. You okay? Hi, good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad at all. Um, as we as we do every week, we get a guest on, uh, discuss their career, and specifically with Kevin, uh, what, what I'm looking to, to sort of start the interview off with is with your time at AFC Wimbledon. Um, you know, what are your memories of your time at the club? Yeah, superb. Um, yeah, literature a long time ago now, but obviously uh, um, at the time, like a roller coaster to be honest. And you don't often get so many football clubs that you play for. So um, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a special story. Um, you know, a lot of sort of you know, limelight really for for you know for a great reason. So. Yeah, it was a special time for me, definitely. You scored um, 107 goals for the club. Um, you, what's yeah. your what was your best moment uh, wearing the wearing their shirt? Um, there's a couple, I'd say. Yeah, certainly the first ever game, which was um, I don't think we realised just how big that was going to be. Um, you know, obviously when they approached us to go there, we knew it was a special story because of the fans and what was happening on the news about you know the protests and whatever. But that first actual game. Um, being on the coach and one, one of the guys who sort of does a lot behind the scenes there, Mark Jones, um, sort of made it quite clear on the coach to the players, which is a bit different. A sort of support, a stroke, uh, owner, uh, sort of saying, look, boys, you know, this is going to be quite a special day, but, you know, let's try and get a win for us. And, you know, having that on the coach, normally you don't have that. Um, so it sort of put, not so much nerves on us, but just looking forward to the excitement, but at the same time, made us realise just what we're going into. And, um, and he was right, we won two runs. Um, and just the next day, it was all over the country press. And you know about that first win. You know, and you're just like, really, it's crazy. Considering you know we've had to drop down the start again. Uh, yeah. Didn't expect that much coverage ourselves as players, really. So that's that's that first moment, that's the first game. And then for me, on a personal level, um, break, breaking your time record um, in the second season. You know, that was special for me to you know beat a record that went back to yeah, the history of Wimbledon. Sort of, you know, 19, 12, whatever, whatever the year was, you know. Um, so that was a special moment as well, that penalty to break the record. Um, so prior to playing for, for Wimbledon, you were at Sutton United. Um, yeah. So how did the move to Wimbledon come about? Yeah, basically, um, in, that, in that pre-season, actually, um, literally, I was, I've been on holiday. Um, Sutton and United have asked me to go down and play for them, and obviously that was the agreement. Um, I hadn't sort of where I, I never used to go on holiday as a footballer, but you know I was sort of thirty years of age, thinking, well, you know what, it's the way to first. So I went away on holiday and come back sort of ten days into pre-season, which I would never do normally. Um, did that comes one training session at Sutton, and um, and obviously they, you know, John Main devised it. Really, obviously the Wimbledon game on the on the Tuesday night, um, which because I've been on holiday, you know, he said, look, we'll put you in a squad, but you've done no training, so. For me, I played in that first game against Wimbledon, actually. It was actually against them, that first ever game for Sutton v Wimbledon. So, um, it was nil-nil at half-time. I come on second half of Sutton, scored two in the space of about, I think, ten minutes. Uh, quite ironic, the first ever goal against them. And, uh, and then literally after the game, um, knew a few of their players, and Terry Eames put a phone call in and said, look, would you be interested? Um, and the chemistry you know, I didn't sign anything for Sutton at the time. So, I was like, like you know, you know I, I agree to do it, because Terry told me, obviously, that they'd be getting crowds like they were going to get. So I took the gamble and went for it, which I'm so pleased I did. Brilliant. And I read when I was doing a bit of research for the interview that um, it used to take you 45 minutes um, just to get from the ground to your car because of the the amount of fans that wanted to talk to you after a game. Yeah, it's crazy. They really, like I say, when I said the roller coaster side of it, it was, um, you know, normally, you know, I've been at pro clubs, 
you know, early on in my career. Um, and literally, you know, with that, with that, you, you just got you getting put into your players bar. You go in there, you don't really see the supporters. You come out, and you know, by the time you come out, they they sort of more or less gone. Or you know, you sign a few little guys going from the tunnel to the there. But at Wimbledon, it's a little bit different because <laughs> it was a fans club. The fact the fans just decided to, you know, they'd be in the bars for hours and hours, and you'd come out and they'd still be there. And then obviously, like they just treated you like a you know a hero. So. You know, because they would always thank you so much for, you know, listening to their story and helping their club. So it was a little bit of a different way of fans treating you, to be honest. And that's why sometimes it'd take you, you know, that long to get from there to your car. Because, you know, I'm one of them people, I'm, you know, make people sound sometimes too nice. But I, I try and stop for everyone to make sure they're, you know, getting their photos or autographs done. So I seem to be one of them people that do that. And it, obviously it, it would take me that long. But obviously at the same time, I look back and I don't regret that for one second that they deserve, you know, if I'm their hero and, make me feel like that I, I want to give something back so um, what, one of the things that I, I was interested in is that when I as you said you were or that you regretted leaving Wimbledon yeah um, is that still a regret that you look back on it now and think yeah I should have just stayed at the club yeah without a doubt 100% I made the best move going there and the same, same time it's the most silliest I've ever done um, I'll, I'll be honest with you I look back now and think Obviously, at the time, um, we had change in management. Terry Ings left, um, well, he obviously had got a mutual agreement because he, he just fell out, you know, fell out with the board and, you know, he obviously he won the league. We'd done the double. Um, and obviously, I'd scored that many goals and it was great for me. But when I look back, the new manager come in and he did, he did promise me, you know, I'll be in his, his plan. So obviously, he said, you're always going to play. But at the time, you know, um, sort of stupidly, uh, listening to his advice saying, you're going to get hit for, forever. I, you know, bear in mind, I dropped down about eight leagues to play for the club. You know, to, to, with the story the way it was. You know, I was, I was at Pro Club, and then I was at, at that time, at that time, I was to my, you know, coming to non-league football. And you know, for me, then um, listening to the advice, going, well, listen, he's done a couple of years there, and the new manager's coming. Is he, you know, is he going to look after you the way other managers do? You know what it's like. The new manager's coming out to have their own plan. So he did say to me at the time, "You'll be in my starting eleven." But at the same time, I think when I look back. Um, I wanted a little bit more, and um, that's probably the most silliest move ever. You know, silliest thing I ever did. And I still, yeah. you know, and I did, that's the biggest mistake I've made, definitely. I should have stayed a few more years, definitely. Yeah, I, I can understand where you're coming from. And I think, you know, you said um, that at the time you think it's right. It's one of the probably most, the grass isn't always greener situations. No, no, I, I mean, guess. I'll be honest. I, you know, I'll be honest. I made a call with Nathan at the time. And I met him at Leaven's dinner a couple of years ago, and I asked you actually. And I apologise to everyone on the mic, really, because I, I probably made himself life a little bit hell because I was a fan favourite, as they would say, I suppose. Um, I, I put a call into him at the time saying, look, I know you need manager, I know what your thoughts are, what your ideas are. And at the time, you know, he would give me some, but not others. And I felt a bit like, you know, in my gut feeling was like, well, I'm not feeling too... You know, he said I'm going to start and play, which is what is the most important thing. But for me, I don't know why, whether... It wasn't the word greed, but it was... I just would sort of probably, I knew what other players that he was bringing in or getting and I wanted to be sort of around where they were. Yeah. And when I look at it, I should have just carried on with what what I was doing and just forget about that. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I do look back and that's yeah. just me being really honest. So I've been honest enough to say that, you know, in the last past couple of years because I know at the time the fans sort of come out, come against Dave a little bit for a good few months, you know, mm-hmm. about that. So but yeah. I look back and actually I, 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 take, I take that on my shoulders to be honest. 
Yeah, I'm going to pass it over to Mike because Mike asks our listeners uh, every week uh, to send in a couple of questions. And this week we ran a competition um, for the best question to to sort of be read out. So, Mike, over to you, mate. Yeah, I've got a question from um, Nick and he asks, um, AFC Wimbledon are now enjoying life in the Football League. Do you feel that they can continue to rise up the leagues, especially once their new ground is in place? Yeah, without a doubt. I think the new ground will be um, a big thing for them, like you say. Uh, and that would be a, a big um, sort of bonus, and not the word bonus, but you know, just uh, it moving the right in the right way. Um, I, feel, I certainly feel now, you know, you, you, I, I sort of did an interview with Sky at the Milton Keynes game, which was a bit, a bit of a weird day. But um, when I was there, I said to them, you know, it's taken them nine, ten years to get to the football league, which is you know unreal. You know, a lot of clubs get stuck in the conference for years, um, but they've done it in that short space of time. And I just feel, even now, you look at the last couple of years in the. Football League, they're not, they're not finding it easy, but I think now that now's the time when they need to go to that bigger ground, just you know, just to you know, just move another level like they have done. You know, they've done that in ten years, and we all knew at some point they, they you know, they'd have to get away from Kingsman to carry that on, you know, to move up the way they are. And I think it would take. I think it's obviously going to be hard now, but they certainly, I think, you know, don't. I, I actually quote me on this. I think in five five years' time, they're probably they're being sort of did one fight to get into the championship if not in the championship it's because it, you know the club's moving all the time so you know so I hope they get a new ground because I think that's what they need to do now okay thank you very much yeah. um, just before we uh, finish tonight's interview um, Kevin Chris has disappeared um, gone to make a coffee yeah. I think uh, I'm, I have no <laughs> idea where he's gone <laughs> um, I, I wanted to touch on um, celebrity um, obviously it's something you're heavily involved in um, are you yeah. able to give us any information about that how it came about and what sort of things it involves yeah, yeah definitely myself myself and Darren Eady uh, the ex-Knights player uh, myself and Darren um, literally sort of nearly 18 months ago now um, I did a game for a friend of mine's uh, mum who was dying of liver cancer uh, we did a game at Farmer's Town um, you know just uh, the chairman there let us have the ground the game for my friend's mum she had three months to live so for me it was like um, you know just like I wanted to give back to the family so we, we sort of tried to get a football match organised um, invited a lot of celebrities um, all of them turned up not one of them let me down and I was thinking right okay you know, a friend of mine said if one turns up I'd be happy but you know they all got behind it and after that game literally um, you know Adam Woodjack who's obviously you probably know the real Adam Woodjack yeah. um, has got really behind us the boys from Brewer got behind us and said, so, look, if you, if you can, uh, you know, get these games started and get, get them regularly, we'll all back you. So it's just snowballed. Now we're doing sort of premiership stadiums. We've just done Crystal Palace on Sunday. Um, we've done, we did not, we did Norwich City, did 8,000. Um, Birmingham City, 8,000. So now it's moved to a real big level. And now we've got the guys from McFly and, you know, the Stender boys and Howie boys all, all playing every, Joe Calzaghi, they're all now, you know, close friends and play every game. So now... You know, the sky's the limit for what we're doing now. Apart from what Robbie Williams does, I'd say, you know, um, we're one of the sort of largest out there now and we have a celebrity football team. So, we're, 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 you know, we're really chuffed for that. But it's been a lot of hard work behind the scenes for me and Darren to get it where it is with the stadiums. But the stadiums and the clubs, we do it for their, you know, charities. And, you know, we've raised £230,000 now in the last four games for charity. So, you know, we're chuffed about it. And it, it's nice, actually, as a release. It, you know, all the, all the actors, singers, one of the footballers, so... We're giving them their dream on a, in, you know, in, in the stadiums. You know, they're all amazing yeah. singers and actors. But, you know, deep down, they want to be popular. So we're giving them that, that dream at the same time while raising money. So, um, 
you mentioned Joe Calzaghe there. Is it true yeah. that he was knocked out by Lee Ryan during one of the games? No, no, that's not true. No, um, that comes from, no, 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 definitely not. I don't think that would. I think that. I think Joe struggled getting knocked out by anyone. I think. I only <laughs> no, ask because obviously we do. That. We run a boxing podcast on the site as well, and I thought it'd be an interesting topic conversation for next yeah. week's show. And you mentioned some of the celebrities that are involved there. Has, has a celebrity ever turned up, and you, you've looked at him, and think, "Who are you?" No, not at all. No. <laughs> we, we, obviously we, organize, we, we organize it from start to finish and we know exactly who's turned up. And, you know, to be honest with you, everyone who turns up, you know, they're brilliant. And, you know, what? every game we've had, it's crazy. At Palace on Crystal Palace Sunday, uh, it was 9-7. And it, that was over a minute ago, it was 8-7. And then they scored at the end. And, it, like, Leicester City was 5-4. And every game, it's like the Harlem Globetrotters. Literally, it, it should be about 16 all by the end of it. We hit crossbars, posts. I mean, a lot of the people who've seen sort of matches like this before say after 20 minutes it fizzles out. But our games are really our end to end. You boys should try and get down to a game and uh, you know they just end to end, and it's just you know and they love it. You know, yeah. some of them are great players, some some not so great. But we allow the ones who don't aren't really footballers, even not the best, to have their own space. You know, we don't go flying into them, and there's respect there from each other. So let's so, certainly try and get down to a game. So. Not quite like the uh, you mentioned the Robbie Williams one before, where Gordon Ramsay got gets yeah. carried off after a couple of minutes because yeah. of a dodgy tackle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, nothing. Like, yeah, I mean to be fair, you know, take your hat off to what he does with that uh, old trapper. They get a TV rights behind. We haven't got TV rights behind us or anything like that. Um, but certainly, that's for what we do. We're getting that crowds of eight thousand uh, mm-hmm. at the minute, which is you know it's crazy considering eighteen months ago this before team wasn't even there. So uh, you know it's only going to get bigger, which is exciting. So a big year next year. Uh, in, April, in April sort of month. Uh, obviously keep your eyes out on Twitter yeah you certainly um, we'll get you back on when uh, when there's an event in the near future and you yeah, can definitely. promote it and things like that uh, but but for uh, for tonight Kevin it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you thanks very much for giving up your time okay. um, and as I say we'll, yeah. we'll get you back on when there's an event just just uh, send Chris a message on Twitter and we'll sort it out yeah appreciate it thanks, thanks a lot for the interview appreciate that thanks, no, no problem at all uh, cheers Kevin